Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, a spirit of gratitude. Amen. 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 I believe uh, (laughs) that (laughs) gratitude is really about a spirit. I believe that if gratitude is something that you do, it can leave you instantly. For instance, we celebrate Thanksgiving. Thank you. Uh, Thanksgiving started off following the Mayflower arrival at Plymouth Rock in 1620. The pilgrims had suffered a loss of 46 of their original people And with the help of 91 Indians, the remaining pilgrims survived the bitter winter and yield a bountiful harvest in 1621. In celebration, a traditional English harvest festival lasting three days brought the pilgrims and the natives to unite in a Thanksgiving observance. Just in case you want to know where Thanksgiving came from, it's an English practice. They're thanking God for what? The, uh, they're just thankful for what? The harvest that they had gotten. Let's fast forward to 1676. On June 29th, the community of Charleston, Massachusetts, proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving. For their good fortune, ironically though, the celebration excluded the Indians. I'm going to say it one more time. The celebration excluded the Indians. I believe, as I said, that thanksgiving or gratitude can leave us very quickly. I believe that after we've gotten what we wanted, come on somebody, Amen. We can lose that, that gratitude that we have. And I've seen it. If it's not a spirit that you possess, you can't teach gratitude. Amen. You cannot impart gratitude. Gratitude comes from you having a spirit that says, I am grateful. We find in our text today, Jesus. Amen. He has instructed his disciples. Disciples asked a question. They always had questions. Amen. They, they always had questions. They always had some kind of doubt in their minds or some type of curiosity as to who Jesus was. And even though he called them miraculously, they had some form of reservations with certain things. For instance, they asked Jesus, amen, how can we have, in verse 5 it says, uh, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Jesus goes on to tell them, listen, I can't do that for you. That has to come, hello somebody, from a heart that says, you believe me. I believe our faith is increased, amen, as we develop a stronger relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Jesus tells them to increase their faith. They ask about increasing their faith. And then we go down and we find that he, he then begins to talk about how we ought to be thankful for serving him. Rather than being 
applauded for our service. Come on, somebody. We ought to look at it as a privilege to serve him. He says a slave, when he goes out to work and comes back in, he, he doesn't go to his master and sit at his table. No, he goes, prepares a meal for his master, get dressed to serve the master, and then the master will tell him thank you. In other words, he's saying that as believers, amen, we ought not to expect anything because it is our natural washers, our natural duty, amen, to serve God because of all that he has done for us. Do I have a witness? And I want to say this. The question now is why, amen, why are we grateful? Well, let's look at it together. Look at verse 11. He says, verse 11, he says, while he was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. Now, let me explain this to you. The Samaritans and the Jews had a problem with each other. There was a great divide between both of them. All right. So the walls of hatred was there. But look what he says next. He says, as he entered the village, 10 leprous men who stood at the distance met him. First of all, if you had leprosy, you were banished. In other words, you were excluded from everybody else. So we have two issues here. We have Jesus coming to a village, to a place where there's hatred. (laughs) Come on, somebody. There's uh, a condition that causes them, watch this, not to be in fellowship with anybody else. Have you ever been excluded before? Have you ever been pushed out before? Have you ever been, uh, amen, uh, talked about, lied on, amen. Folk don't want you in their circle. Friends and family just, they just stand at a distance from you. That's what's happening here with these leprous men. And so they saw him at a distance. The Bible said they stood at a distance, verse 13, and they raised their voices saying, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so, if I were to say, why am I grateful today? The first thing I would say is our condition. Our condition before Christ was, we were excluded from God. We were all separated from God. Listen, we were born in this condition. We didn't know why we did the things we used to do. Come on, somebody. We, we didn't know why we gravitated to sin so much. Why we tried to mess up our lives, but yet God just would not let us give up. Come on, somebody. Our condition was so bad, amen, that, that watch this, nobody really wanted to fool with us. And the folk that did fool with us, amen, they were in the same condition. You ever notice that before you were saved, how nobody could really help you. Amen. You Listen, you say I could do bad. Come on somebody. These men, watch this, their condition made them an outcast. Their condition, now watch this, put them in a place where they could not be helped. And so if I were to say why I'm grateful today, I'm grateful because I'm not in my old condition. I, I don't feel hopeless anymore. I I don't feel distant from God anymore. I don't feel excluded from God. Friends may have left me. 
Family may have distanced themselves from me, but I thank God today, hallelujah to his holy name, that Jesus accepted me just the way I am. I thank God that I can give thanks this morning for my condition is no longer the same. Do I have anybody? Here they are. They finally had hope. Jesus stepped in on the scene. They saw him at a distance. Notice how they reached out, verse 13, to Jesus. They say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now watch this. They're raising their voices. They're in a bad place. Have you ever been in a bad place before? And listen, and you prayed to God. You said, God, if you get me out of this one, I never do it. I promise you I won't drink and drive no more. I'm, come on, somebody. I, I'm going to leave that stuff alone. I'm going to leave those people alone. Come on, somebody. Only when he gets you out, you find yourself right back. Come on, somebody. Here's the thing. When your condition is changed, your environment will change. But when your condition has changed, you will have the power to make right choices. Do I have anybody? And in their condition, they understood that crying out to Jesus was the last resort they had. But he was the only solution that they had. And so I thank God this morning. I thank God that my only solution is Jesus. Look what he goes on to say in verse 14. Verse 14, he says, and when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Look what he says. Go show yourself to the priests. And as they were going, as they were going, as they were what? Going, they were what? cleanse. So the second thing I'm grateful for today is, and how you keep the spirit of gratefulness, is our cleansing. First John 1 9 says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let me say something. Our condition was bad, but we needed cleansing. So I thank God that he has cleansed us physically, but he's also cleansed us spiritually. The next thing he says in verse 15, look at verse 15. He says, now one of them, mm, and I want to point out something here. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, now notice this, they had been healed. Some people are just along for the ride. Some people only want what they want and then they're gone. But watch this, the man, watch it, they saw that they were healed They were glorifying God. They were doing all the right things with a loud voice. And they, and watch this. And now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, he turned back. Glorifying God with a what? With a loud voice. One out of ten. One. Out of 10, you know, that statistic is deep, right? Watch this. One out of 10, and this is a statistic that, that, that's alive today. One out of 10 persons is going to be grateful to God. <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> I, I believe we got some grateful people in the house this morning. Watch what he says. He says, he says, he says, now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, 
turned back, glorifying God, and with a loud voice, verse 16, and he fell on his face at what? At his feet. Giving what? Giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. So not only am I grateful for our cleansing, but the next thing I'm grateful for is our conversion. Now watch this. There's a difference between salvation and conversion. Right? Now watch this. Watch this. Conversion in this context would be an act of God in connection with the work of Christ by which he changes the sinner's disposition. Watch this. From hostility towards God to adoration of God. Come on, somebody. Watch this. From, watch this, to obedience to God rather than disobedience to God. See, when you're converted, you're no longer religious. Come on, somebody. You're not coming to church because you have to. You come to church because you need to. And because you're thankful for the thing. There are a lot of people saved, but they're not converted. Oh, I'm going to say it one more time. They're what? They're saved, but they're not what? Converted. See, our conversion shows us that we're grateful, but by our act of gratitude, it shows that we're really saved. See, I'm not satisfied with just saying I'm going to heaven. The man ran up to Jesus, fell to his feet, and said, Jesus, thank you. Verse 17, Jesus answered and said to him, look what Jesus answered and said to him. He said to him, were there not ten? So my question is, is Jesus paying attention? He sure is. He says, were there not ten of you? But the nine, look what he asked. Can I ask you a question? Where you been? Where are you? He says, was not one found was not one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? See, the last thing I'm thankful for after our conversion is our commitment to God after. Our what? Our commitment to God after. See, I'm not just committed, y'all, just because. I'm committed because my condition has changed. Come on, somebody. My conversion is real. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Watch this. My conversion is real. But my commitment is even realer. Because that man didn't have to come back. Can I ask you a question? Are you really converted today? Is your condition changed? Because when your condition is changed, your mind changes. When your mind changes, you can come to Jesus just as you are. And he will cleanse you of all the wrong you've ever done. And you know what, saints? I think as believers, we have to keep going back to these four C's. Because it keeps you in a place of saying, you know what? I remember when. I remember where I was when I found Jesus. And look at my life now. Listen, I'm not pretending anymore. 
I'm really changed. And not only am I changed, but I'm committed. I'm committed. See, the, 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 the true, the true, uh, value or the true, uh, if I would say sign of conversion is commitment. Commitment when? After. Jesus asked the question, were they not nine? Well then, hold on a minute. Were they not ten of you? But notice this. He had already healed them. But then he says to him in verse 19, he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has what? So let me ask this question. And we're going to close. I'm done. Watch this. Wasn't the nine healed? What do you think happened three months later? Huh? Girl, you, you all, you paying attention. What do you think happened three months later? Now, the text doesn't say that. He says, go show yourself to the priest. Now, watch this. The priest was the one to declare them healed. But he says to the one, go. For what? For stand up and go, your faith. So not only did he only heal him physically, he healed them spiritually. Watch this. Some of us, watch this. We're going through. We get bad news from the doctor. We come to church. We get a clean bill. Come on. After we done prayed for you. You know, I'm just trying to be real, y'all. Can we just be real for a minute? Watch this. And then what happens to us? We go back out. We ain't thinking about no church. We ain't thinking about no God. And then it comes back on us. Now, I got a sneaky suspicion. (laughs) Seriously. That those nine... They got sick again. See, it's your commitment that keeps you conforming to his image. Ooh, don't miss that. It's your commitment after that really makes a difference. Amen? Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Ah, goodness. My goodness. What happened to the nine? Amen. I want permanent healing. How many want permanent healing? Amen. How many want God to just heal you? You know why I'm committed? Because I've seen what he can do. And obviously, in the heart of those nine, They just wanted a healing without the relationship. And on this Thanksgiving morning, I want to say to anybody here that maybe you need to be restored. I'm hoping everybody here is saved. But I hope you can move from just salvation to commitment. And so if you're here today and you need me to pray for you this morning.